Welcome to Inbound Sales Journey. If you want to hone your sales skills and learn from the leaders on inbound selling, you've come to the right place. This episode of Inbound Sales Journey is brought to you by the Agency Sales System, the online course designed specifically to teach you how to build a rock-solid agency sales system inside your HubSpot CRM. Learn more at doinbound.com slash sales course. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan and Greg. Welcome back to Inbound Sales Journey. This is Gray, joined by Ryan. We are continuing on with season number four here. Last episode, episode 39, if you missed out, we talked about the beginning of the sales process, the connect call, and what all goes into that. You're going to want to make sure, if you've not heard that one yet, that you head back and check out that episode. Today, we're going to take the next step in the sales process. So you've made that initial connection. You've determined that there's at least enough potential here to warrant a second call. And we're going to jump into what happens here in call number two and which way it could go based on your read of the situation. So, Ryan, in our sales process that we have outlined, we refer to this call as the qualifying call. But I know that there's some uh, some caveats to that. So I'm going to let you explain what those are. Cool. All right. So this is the deal with this stage in the process. It's a little bit gray. I guess if you think about it, it's like the when you were a kid – I don't know if you did this or not, the Choose Your Own Adventure <clears throat> book, depending on how things went, you can make a decision on whether you skip uh, what do you pages. What do you mean you don't know if I did that or not? How am I supposed to take that? I don't know. Did you do it? You were homeschooled. I didn't want to like make assumptions that you were as cool as the, the public school kids. Wow. I'm not, I'm not even going to dignify your insult with a response. Carry on. I guess if you were, you were homeschooled, you probably read significantly I chose more. all my own adventures. <laughs> I am the ultimate adventure man. Oh, okay, well, there you go. Then you know, public school, it, do this, then do this, then do this. How well can you sit in a chair all day while I'm out choosing my own adventures? Right. You had, right. To, re- you had to resort to books to try and give you the experience <laughs> of choosing your own adventure. There are some people listening that are just thoroughly confused that have never heard of these books and have no idea what we're talking about, but that's okay. What I'm trying, the point I'm trying to make is essentially this. This part of the sales process, the qualifying call, I would say I use this about, I don't know, 50 to 60% of the time. Sometimes they'll also just go right to the solution call, and this is why, Gray. When you are selling an inbound marketing game plan, if you on your first call are talking with the decision maker, the call goes well, you can actually accomplish a lot of what we're going to talk about here during that that initial call. If, however, <clears throat> excuse me, you go through that process and you find out during that connect call that you're, you don't have the decision makers on the line um, or you are going to just be selling a retainer, typically a little bit of a longer sales process, this qualifying call becomes extremely important and, and something that you don't want to just skip over and gloss over uh, in the sales process. Okay. Yeah, Ryan, so, just, to, just to jump in real quickly too, I think that that percentage that you're talking about, and I would also add like the web design, this is a big part of a web design call. Uh, if you're selling a big web project or a growth-driven design retainer, um, I, I think a lot of other things as well. The qualifying call becomes really important. Um, but a big part of what's going to impact that percentage, just because I th- I'm anticipating here the question of why would this be 50 to 60%, where does that percentage come from? A big deal there is the type of, the type of marketing that you're putting out, what are people seeing, what are they coming to you for, and then also how, uh, who are the types of folks you're getting on the, on the phone with. So if you're taking calls with anybody who wants to talk to you 
and um you know and they're not the best fit if you haven't weeded out some people on the front end you're going to see that percentage probably go down you're going to have a longer educational cycle more calls during the sales process um so a lot of it is going to have to do with the industry that you're in and the types of people who you're talking to aside from the services that you're selling uh that was great great um i would also say like we talked a lot i think it was in season two maybe about niching uh, your agency and, and really trying to figure out best fit customers, the more that you put out content that is going to allow you to appeal to the correct person, the higher that percentage is going to be great. But I think you're absolutely right. Like that, that percentage is going to be so subjective just depending on who you are as your agent, you know, as an agency, what type of people that you're getting on the phone and who you're communicating with. So, yep, absolutely. So I don't want to gloss over this one, though, the qualifying call, because like you said, this is if you guys are doing uh, websites, uh, this is obviously very important. If you guys are just just selling retainers right off the bat, this is very important. Uh, If you're doing game plans, it's still important if you haven't been able to kind of skip the step and and gotten the, the right person on the phone immediately on the connect call. Okay, so to set the stage here, Gray, we're going to talk our way through this qualifying call, what the goal is here, what we're going to be uh, working on. So in the connect call, what we did is we set the, the stage that we need to have uh, uh, one more call or not one more call, but another call. And in another call, uh, we're going to again, start with an agenda. Okay. So let's assume that now you are going to have a couple more people on the line because our, we talked about a little bit about assignment selling. We're going to talk about more in this episode as well. Your assignment to the person on the connect call was to have them get the team members that needed to be there that are important and are the decision makers on this call with you. That was their assignment. And so what you want to do now that you have those people is you have to remember you haven't talked to them yet. They are trying to figure out who you are. You're trying to still figure out who they are and making sure that all the information you got from the initial person that you spoke with on the connect call is accurate. So some of it is going to be repetitive and going through uh, similar questions, but it all starts with the agenda. So what I will do is I will create, after I get verbal confirmation, yes, we're going to do another call, I'll create a, um, um, a calendar invite and I will invite that person that I spoke with and ask them to send invites out or ask them for email addresses so I can send invites out um, to, the, uh, to the team members that they are going to be bringing on the qualifying call. And what I will do for everyone once I have their email addresses and we've all agreed to get on the call is I will, just like I did in the connect call, I, before we get on, I will set the agenda and say, this is what we're going to be uh, talking about today. And what that agenda looks like for this call, Gray, is we're going to be talking about their challenges as a company that they're hoping to get help with. We're going to be talking a little bit about their time frame and how what they want to uh, accomplish within whatever time frame it is that they're looking for. Some people that want to get started right away. Some people, you know, quarter two, our budgets are going to clear up, that type of thing. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little about a bit of a little bit about budget as well. Okay. So I will then set that agenda. So some similarities in terms of challenges, but we're really going to try to get in time frame and budget. Great. We use the analogy, uh, the home buying process that we're going through now. You did the pre-qual. This is where you're going to do more of that, that hard qualification to really make sure do our timeframes line up with our company and what we have resources to do. And is their budget in line with, with what our budgets typically are, how much we charge uh, our customers. Okay. All that clear, Greg? Yeah, it is on the. I know that you're going to get into this as you're kind of walking through the call, 
but talking about where do we address these things? Because one of the things that I hear a lot and that I've struggled with is where do I address budget? I don't want to lead with budget and say, listen, I'm only interested in your money. And it's easy for that to be the message if that's how you start out the call. Um, but the budget is a big deal. And if I wait till we've spent an hour together and then say, hey, you're looking at $120,000 investment in year one on this package that, that you're looking at with us. And they say, well, I've got $5,000. Then you've just wasted everyone's time. So um, as, you're, as you're walking through this, that's one of the things that I'd like to dive into here is where do we tackle these different items that you laid out in the agenda? Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, let's talk about that now. So the the way that I just laid that out is actually typically the same word that I'll go through during that that sales call. So what I want to first do is is do the chit chat, like we said, uh, and we talked a little bit about how we do that in the connect call. Same sort of deal. Oh, you know, you're meeting people for the first time. You want to get a little bit of background on them. Hear about you know t- typically ask questions like how long have you been with the company? What's your role within the company? Like you know different just things to get them talking. Uh, if you can bring in like personal life, I think everyone likes to make that human connection as well. Uh, so definitely do that. Uh, when you can, and then that I will segue into, you know, okay, I had this, this call with Bobby, you know, from your team and he gave me a little bit of insights, but I wanted to hear from you guys as well. I know that either this has been a challenge or that has been a challenge. Can you expand on that? Is that, do you guys feel that way as well? Making sure that everyone's on the same page. And what I don't want to do gray is obviously I don't want to waste time, but selling a game plan or, or selling a retainer up front is just so profitable for our agency that, I will usually wait, not till the dead last thing to talk about budget, but I'll wait a little bit to get into it. Because like you said, like, I think it puts a bad pay, a bad taste in people's mouth. If you start with budget, it makes it, and you're really not trying to just make it about price, right? Like, especially for our agency, price is not our, our best feature. You know, it's not like we're, we're the cheapest agency out there. Um, but for me, if I go through this, this call does take an hour, which I'd say probably 45 minutes to an hour is a, a relatively, you know, a, a time that I, that is uh, is relatively accurate. If at the end they are going to say, well, you know, that we're under your budget and can't afford you, that stinks because we did just waste our time and their time. But there's two things that can help you with that. If you guys are an agency who's a, a little bit more transparent about price, and that's on your website. And people can sort of disqualify themselves on their own if, if budget really is going to hold them back. That's going to be helpful for you. But at the end of the day, if you did waste an hour, it still is a lead that that you you know you do go into it. You don't always know. Not every lead is going to pan out. But I'd rather spend an hour and try than I guess uh, start with budget right away and maybe they're going to say because when I tell them what our budget is. If I start with budget and say this is our budget, they're gonna. It's always gonna be about price, and then I'm gonna be kind of fighting an uphill battle trying to justify that price versus having them explain these are the challenges, these are the problems, expressing and talking themselves into what a big deal those are through questions I'm gonna be asking them, and then through that, uh, then we could talk about budget later once they really have you know it's on their mind what what a pain it you know that they're that they're dealing. But when you start with budget. That's a that's a tough. I just never like to start too early with that. I would say rather go later. You do take a risk that they're not going to be qualified, but it's a risk worth taking, in my opinion, because you start with budget. It's a it's a tough tough battle. Yeah, well, I'm I'm going to jump in there and just say on the budget side. Hopefully, you have some kind of feel based on the team size, and if you have questions up front, if you're looking at, hey, this is a ten person company, 
Um, I'm talking to the owner right now and they're doing like, it, it looks like they're doing about a million dollars a year in revenue. Like there's already a lot of red flags. So to think that we're going to be able to, you know, maybe they're early on and they're in a, they're, you know, have a, have a strong growth trajectory. Those are the things that you need to figure out. So I think during the connect call in your own homework, hopefully you have some kind of a feel and you've pushed a little bit if uh if you're not sure and if you have questions you know maybe you have information about pricing put together in a in a gated video or in a content offer somewhere that you are kind of selective about who you send that to and if you have those questions you can use some of that content to also help pre-qualify and uh and figure that out and there are there will always be those cases where you get through and you're starting to talk about budget and you find out you know, I, I think even the best sales folks are going to have a couple occasions where that happens, where you find out, hey, these people don't have the budget to do everything we'd like to do together. So is there an alternative solution that we do in the meantime, or is it just a no-go? Anything you'd, you'd throw into that, Ryan? I had myself muted and didn't realize it. Sorry, I started talking and I was I didn't see my little input going. No, I think... Uh, Great. I think that one thing that we do and one thing that's going to help with that is your you your initial time that you have to spend up front doing a little bit of research on them, right? So, Gray, how many times has it, has it come up where we'll have an inbound lead that comes in, we'll take a look at them, and uh, I'll let you know, hey, I'm going to be following up with these people. But based on what, what I do when I see them, I say this is going to be someone we're going to try to disqualify first uh, because it looks like based on revenue, based on fit, these people might not be, be great uh, for us as a, as a client. And so maybe in that situation, I will bring up budget first as a way almost to say, you know, making sure if they're one of those fringe people that I'm not sure can't afford us because I don't want to spend too much time with someone who I think immediately off the bat, I don't get a good feeling for it. But if I, I really look at them and say, hey, this looks like someone who can't afford us, who is a good fit, uh, you know, is our best fit client, then I'll, I'll take the gamble and, and roll the dice and throw budget in uh, at the end, but certainly address it. I think there's so many uh, agency owners that I talk to and uh, salespeople that I talk to that are trying to sell this. And it's always like, how do I bring up budget? How do I do that? Honestly, great. I think people just need to get a little bit bolder. You know what I mean? Like you, you, if you offer a good service, you believe in what you're, what you're giving people. Don't be afraid. Don't shy away from, from talking about budget. You know, it needs to be something that's, that's addressed. And in this call, Gray, what I will do is I will typically give people a range. Okay. So when it comes to budget, I'll talk a little bit about more about our process during this call, uh, especially in, in the solution call. That's when we really dig into process uh, heavily and walk people through what, what is the, the actual, the exact process that we go through. Um, but I will talk to them and give them a range, you know, typically five to, to $15,000 uh, a month is what people will spend with us. And I know that's, that's a kind of a vague, big range. And through our process, we're going to help uh, narrow that down. But is that in line with what you guys were expecting? And that's usually great how, how I'll phrase that. And if they say, well, that's even 5,000 is way more. Well, then, you know, we're not the agency for you. But some people are going to say, well, maybe I was hoping to be on the lower end of that. And that's pretty much what everyone says because everyone wants to be on, on the lowest end of whatever they can pay for. Um, but at least then you know, okay, we're, we're within, you know, with striking distance of, of them being a good customer. Right. Right. Yep. Anything to add to that, Gray? No. Yeah, I'd say let's, let's keep rolling through it. Um, I cool. think there's a lot of different techniques for budget and we could add some links uh some different articles on that one of the things actually you know what we can i, th I think we may have hit on this earlier but um 
but the the first thing that popped into my mind there was the bucket technique which is similar to what you just did with the range but basically just laying out you, you kind of give people different bucket buckets and the way that you phrase this is just ask them what bucket do you see yourself fitting into so hey on the the companies who are you know under 10 million dollars in annual revenue and they've got a team of of less than 50 folks right now they've got one or two marketing folks you know they're usually spending about five to seven thousand dollars a month in uh in marketing spend with us um with ad spend being additional on top of that then you've got you know kind of the the upper level of the small business category where they're spending ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month with us and then on the high end you've got some mid-sized businesses who might be in the the twenty to thirty thousand dollar a month range in terms of what they're doing and obviously there's a lot of different uh, items that go into these different solutions. The biggest factor in there is just the volume of what we're producing for you. But out of what I just described, and hopefully you can give a little bit more detail on the kind of solution that you'd be providing for these people and the types of results they might see, then you just ask, which one of those buckets do you fit best into? And so people will kind of uh, tell you from there, you know, hey, I see myself somewhere between small and and medium, or I see myself you know like none of the honestly all of those are above our budget right now and you've kind of got your out so that's just one other way to phrase it as well that's perfect great to uh to kind of drive it home here at the end after we've gone through these things we talked a little bit about assignment selling in the last episode this is where i really bring in an assignment selling is in this stage in the qualifying stage and what i want from people here is two things. I want them to commit to a second call. Uh, so we will set that up on the phone. Uh, what I would what I would keep urging uh, you guys as listeners to, to do is to not say, well, well, we'll pick a time and try to figure it out via email. I think that that can become a little bit overwhelming uh, and, and just an easy way, easier way for them to, uh, to put it off talking to you guys. But when you have them there right there on the phone, always set that, that next time to meet, have everyone pull up their calendars and, and, uh, and book that. The other thing that you want to do is you want to give them some homework. So I verbally will tell them what their homework is, and then I will send everyone a follow-up email, just thanking them for their time, confirming our next time that we're going to be meeting, and again, laying out what our homework is. And some typical easy homework that I'll give people during this, uh, this time is giving me things like their average monthly visitors to their site, average leads per month to their site, the percentage of qualified leads that they get, what the close rate of their sales team is, and what the customer uh, lifetime value is um, for those. Okay, Gray? And a lot of those things plug very nicely right into our inbound revenue calculator, which is typically something that I'll break out on this next call. We'll talk a little bit about that, but that'll give me a little bit of fodder there. And what I want them to do is I want them to invest some time in finding out those numbers for me. Now, some companies, they're going to know them quickly. They're going to have someone who can get, get us that information. So for some people, they're going to have to dig to really figure that out. And what you're doing is you're challenging them and you're prompting them to say, if you don't know these numbers, why is that? And that's a problem. And these are things that you should be tracking. Uh, if they say, you know, we don't have the time to do that, uh, then simply put, they're, they're not taking it seriously enough for when they're going to be a good client anyways. If they make an excuse and I don't have that information before the next call and they say, oh, hey, I'm really sorry we forgot about this, I'll, ha- I'll have them reschedule the call and I won't talk to them 
um, you know, during that, that solution stage call, which we're going to talk about during next week, I won't, I won't have that conversation with them until they get that to me because I want to show them, Hey, I'm serious about wanting to help you guys, but you need to be serious about giving me the information that I ask, uh, for, you know, when we go, go through this process to show me that you're taking it seriously. Okay. Make sense, Gray? Yep. I'm tracking with you. Cool. So that's usually how I end the call, Gray. I'll give them the homework. We'll set up the next call, and then that will lead us right into the uh, the solution stage that we'll talk about next week. All right. Awesome. Well, let's wrap up right there, Ryan. I don't have anything else uh, to throw in right at this stage. Uh, I want to thank you guys again for listening. As always, you can find the show notes at doinbound.com slash sales journey, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Inbound Sales Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash sales journey. That's doinbound, all one word, dot com slash sales journey. Today's show is sponsored by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. If you enjoyed this episode, why don't you head over to iTunes and subscribe. Make sure you leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.